1: you're listening to the bow hunter planet podcast your gateway to the wonderful world of archery and bow hunting the bow hunter planet podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support it's because of these companies we can keep this show educating entertaining and growing the archery heritage Please check out these partners' links in the description of this podcast. Now, your hosts, Tim and Dave. Enjoy the show.
2: Everyone and welcome to the Gun Hunter Slash Bow Hunter Planet Podcast. with a special guest today, Tony Smotherman from CVA. How you doing,
3: man? Anybody, I couldn't stand it, brother. How you doing?
2: Awesome. <laughs> I get to talk guns now because usually it's you know bows and you know I love bows too, but you know guns are where my heart's at. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you got going on there, at CVA, right now?
3: Well, all a lot, I the sure. man, is pull up a chair. We're going to be here for a while. Uh, So so just a quick introduction of uh, who I am and what I do here for the CBA brand. Uh, Like I said, my name is Tony Smotherman. I've been in the hunting industry uh, since the mid-90s. I've worked for CBA since 2010. Uh, My title is uh, kind of a Hoity toity title of Head of Influencer Relations. Uh, I call it the redneck politician. (laughs) I love it.
2: (laughs) uh, uh, So, uh,
3: fortunately, my job is uh, I get to deal with a lot of great folks across this country that we live in, man. Um, I deal with all aspects of media. So, that's our TV shows that we work with and sponsor, uh, our national pro staff, shooting team members. Um, a, a magazine owners, editors, uh, and the list goes on. If you're involved in media, uh, typically you have to go through me to get to the CVA brand. So uh, in my past life, I have done all of those uh, jobs. So that's the reason I do what I do here now at CVA. Uh, I've hosted outdoor TV shows for 15 years. Uh, was a magazine owner. Well, I started out as an outdoor writer in my uh, late teens uh, and then become a magazine owner and editor publisher for 10 years. Then went into television. And, and of course, the only thing I haven't done as a self-employed individual is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that kind of come along here a little later after I started working for CVA and, and become head of influence relations. But I deal with a lot of great people out there in all as, aspects of media. And the greatest thing is, is I get to promote the outdoors and guns every day. Um, and, of course, um, really, at the end of the day, the CVA brand is not a hard one that you have to sell. It has been around since 1971. Uh, we started building, um, I say we, uh, they started building side lock muzzleloaders back in 71 and of course got us to where we're at today. Um, everybody knows us as um, basically uh, the blue collar American muzzleloader company. Uh, but like everything else in the world that we touch, we're talking to a computer right now and we all got smartphones. Uh, technology has jumped in. Uh, to the muzzleloading world. And now we have uh, jumping from a side hammer muzzleloader, a flintlock. We're now into inlines and bolt action long-range 800-yard muzzleloaders and single-shot rifles and and new for the last couple of years is what we call the CVA Cascade, uh, which is our first introduction into the bolt action world. So a lot of technology in who CVA is and what we are today here here in 2021. Awesome. Tony, can you give us a little bit of
1: a walkthrough of, of some of the guns that you do carry? I know I think you've set some aside to kind of give us a walkthrough of some of them.
3: You bet you. So, um, like I said, we don't do side hammers and flintlock stuff anymore. That's we're into 2021 now. So I got a few things here set to my side here. Um, most everybody knows us uh, for the last ten years or so of building break open loaders which is kind of what we've been known for. Um, and and for a break open muscle loader, that's typically around a five hundred dollar gun. These things are wicked amazing. Uh, but some technologies, tech, technologies in these break opens. So this gun here is is a brand new break open uh, for twenty twenty one. It's called an Acura MRX or Mountain Rifle Extreme, um, and in this gun here, along with the technology that we put into this thing, one thing that has really made us change the look of this MR, which MR has been out for the last couple of years, but this year it's MRX. So when you when you get this gun, everybody used to shoot back in the day. They used to shoot a three by nine by 40 millimeter scope, a one-inch tube. Uh, so it's pretty simple to find rings and bases for those and keep a proper cheek weld because basically the scope, the scope was really low to the barrel. Uh, but today, everybody's shooting 30 mil tubes, 50 millimeter bell ends, or even some guys are shooting 56 millimeter bell ends, big adjustable turrets, because these guns are capable of shooting long range. So just a little bit of back history, when I worked for another muscle company back in the 90s and 2000s. 75 yards was kind of our maximum shot and anything past that we kind of felt uncomfortable. Once we got up to around the late nineties into 2000, we thought, well, we'll extend her out to hundred yards. We feel pretty comfortable at hundred. Now we're shooting one of these muscle I'll show you here in a minute, but we're shooting at 800 yards. So to be able to extend the range uh, of these muscle we've also had to get better glass. You get better glass, you get bigger glass, which means the glass gets further. Uh, off the barrel which in turn makes your cheek weld change which also can change your accuracy Um, so what we did is one of the the super cool things here uh, in this uh, x-series MR uh, is the fact that we actually have an adjustable cheek piece so if you see the line right here there's a line right, right there so you can actually raise and lower this cheek piece as you uh, gain bigger optics for more long range, optimal shooting and things like that. So you have adjustable cheap pieces. Now uh, These are nitrided. Um, and if you're not familiar with nitride processing, uh, the number one complaint about a muzzleloader is that they're hard to clean, they're dirty, they're very corrosive. Um, the nitride process come along about four or five years ago. Uh, to where that it basically makes the barrel impervious to any kind of corrosion, which is a lifesaver for anybody that's hunting with a muzzleloader, especially those guys that are a little bit lazy about cleaning muzzleloaders. I know that happens <laughs> a lot. We um, all know so them. yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I've my living in the muzzleloader world and half for a long time, and I got some great buddies that absolutely know better than to leave their gun loaded all year long, but they still do it. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah it's, it's just a thing some guys just can't get over it um but we put the nitri process into play and basically these barrels on these guns here are a bagar barrel everybody knows the name bagar as a leading barrel manufacturer um so they're stainless steel barrel that we run through a, a basically a salt bath which is a nitri process and if you're familiar with the terminology black gun which everybody knows it's an ar15 or so on and so forth but it, it become a black gun, not because they just wanted to paint them black because they look cool and black, but actually it's because they are nitrited, which makes them obviously impervious to any uh, weather situations that our United States military has to deal with. Uh, and what that does is it basically runs these stainless barrels through a salt bath and it, it actually will extrude the carbon out of the stainless and bring it to the exterior surfaces. Um, and that exterior surface is meaning outside of the barrel that you actually physically can see and also the inside of the barrel that you cannot see so the inside barrel inside the barrel is always going to be where you have a rust issue uh, but the nitri process healed that problem because they're also nitrided on the inside of the barrel too Uh, but for 2021 in the accurate series here uh we all we nitrided it and also cerakoted it so we have an adjustable cheek piece. We have a Cerakoted um, action and receiver. Uh, they come factory with a Blackhorn breech plug, which is a specific breech plug designed to shoot the most modern propellant out there, which is Blackhorn 209. Uh, and they also have a fully adjustable trigger signal. If you can see here at the bottom of the receiver, there's a screw there uh, right here at the back of the trigger guard. So you actually can adjust the trigger symbol on this guy as well. Uh, so this here is one of the newest model 21 this one here you can see has a peep sight in the rear a fiber optic side up front this here is what we call more of a northwestern gun uh there's several states out west um idaho oregon colorado they require guys to hunt with a muzzle muzzleloader to run iron sights and do not allow optics on those so this here is an iron sight version but with the adjustable cheek piece you can actually take the iron sights off put a side ring and base on it and then piece of glass on top of it as well so you don't have to change from a regular gun to a northwest gun like we used to in years past uh, so that's the the latest and greatest in the break open but you know there's there's a pile of different muscle on the market today and there's a there's a pile of different cars too on the market some get you to point a to point b very fine and and luxurious some get you there wicked fast um, so we're familiar with the terminology ferrari or lamborghini uh, this here is the Ferrari or Lamborghini of modern muzzle loading. This here is a CBA Paramount. This here actually is a Paramount HTR. It is our first introduction uh, into the bolt-action market. Uh, this gun here is a very, very fast muzzle loader. This is brand new for 2021. This is a 40-caliber Paramount HTR. So typically a muzzle loader, in general speaking with a 250 grain bullet and hundred grains of, we'll, we'll say triple seven, has a muzzle velocity of 1,850 feet per second. So this Paramount HTR 40 cal shoots this ELR bullet, kind of hard to hold right there. That is a 225 grain power belt ELR 40 caliber. This bullet here leaves the muzzle of this Paramount HTR 2,750 feet per second.
1: That's a little bit of an increase.
3: Uh, this is the Ferrari <laughs> of muzzleloaders and is a one-hole gun. Uh, I was just working with an editor out of Utah here the other day, uh, and he was running this gun sub-MOA at 600 yards. And actually, even better than that, it was half-MOA at 600, which means a three-inch group at 600 yards. Um, so... The Paramount series started a couple years ago. It took us three years basically to engineer and build our first Paramount. So now when we first started out, the Paramount was going to be just a gun. It's a Paramount. It became so popular after one year that now the Paramount actually is a series. You have a Paramount OG, which is what I like to call it, the first one that we built. Um, Then you have a Paramount Pro which is one has all the bells and whistles has a trigger tech trigger assembly, um, a gray bow fiberglass stock, a Cerakoted barrel action. So it is the grand Pooba of the Paramounts. We also have a Paramount Colorado, which is designed specifically for Colorado hunters uh, because number one, you got to have open sites in Colorado. Number two, too- for hunting big game, it's got to be a 50 caliber. Um, so we built a Colorado or Paramount Colorado for those guys out there and then, of course, new for this year is the Paramount HTR.
4: The stock hey, Tony, is a little can you, slimmer, a little thicker. What's that, brother? Can you, show, can you show us how you would actually – I mean, don't, you don't have to load it here, but just explain where the powder goes in or how that goes into it.
3: Yep. So even though this is the Ferrari of muzzleloaders, it still loads like a traditional muzzleloader. All the loose powder, of course, you see this big thing on the end here. This is also new for our Paramounts. Uh, it's a muzzle brake. Oh, nice. Um, like I said, I've, I've been in the muzzle loading industry for a long time. And, and another company I worked for, we tried muzzle brakes back in the nineties and just could not get them to work. Well, they worked effectively. They just wasn't effective for the shooter because it's hard to load and, and run patches and clean after every shot when you get a, a, a muzzle brake on the end. But over a period of time, it took us about two years, but we got this muzzle brake to where, if you notice there's three ports on this one, the bottom port is a lot larger you can actually run your finger through that port right there. And that is so where you can actually reach in and grab the patch and put it out after you after ah. shots. Um, oh, nice. And when we send the paramounts out, they actually come with what we call a fill funnel, which is a carbon fiber funnel that you utilize slide through the break and then pour your loose powder in. So it still loads just like a standard muzzle loader, which means it has to load down the muzzle. Um, the biggest difference is, is like, historically uh, pelletized powder has been very popular for muzzleloader hunters for the well for the sheer fact they don't have to measure powder um, and the thought process behind that is well it's a whole lot easier to load but typically we use what we call speed loaders uh, when we go to the field that's basically pre measured charges and a bullet in a plastic container so if we have to make a quick reload we have everything already together in one hand and we do that pre-loading of that um, speed loader at home. So everybody's always shot pellets because they say they load easier and quicker, but at the end of the day, loose powder pours down the barrel just as quick as pelletized powder does. Um, and one thing I learned when I, I used to shoot uh, in Friendship, Indiana, they have uh muzzleloader matches there once a year. Uh, and I was a competitive shooter there for a long time and shooting long range muzzleloading situations. Um, the, the guys that I shot with on the team, I was the, only guy from the south the only guy that preferred to hunt versus shoot uh these other guys that i spent time with they were all dedicated long-range match muzzleloader shooters and never one time did i see them use a pellet or a pelletized piece of powder and I, (laughs) I, i i was a little confused by that because that was kind of at that time was what was taking the world by storm Um, but they've quickly schooled me that loose powder is always the most consistent because when you pour the powder down the barrel, this bottom portion right here is called a powder column. When you pour the powder down the barrel, your powder sits here at the base at this powder column. And if it's pelletized powder, we'll use my fist here for example, but if you stack up two pellets, you can see that there, you stack up two pellets, the outside diameter of these pellets are smaller than the inside diameter of this bore so, so they can slide down and go to the powder column. Okay, so right. when they do that, can you see how they stack up at the powder column? You can't, because you can't see the pelletized powder. So they could be like this one time. They could be like this the next time. Yeah, that this, makes sense. This way the next time. Okay, so when you're doing that, you notice know around those Pieces of uh, the pelletized powder pieces there. There's the air pocket changes. The ca- cavities change around those pieces of powder. So when they do that, they change chamber pressure. So every time you load the gun, you can't see how the pellets stack. So that means they're inconsistent. Do they go bang? Do they hit the target at 100 yards for sure? Are they consistent? Absolutely no way. Because when you change chamber pressure, it's just like you're adding more or less powder to the load every time. So you'll get, you'll get a variation in your impact at a hundred yards. Are they pie plate stuff? Yes. Are they consistent to where they'll shoot the same hole? No. So when we designed this Paramount and the series of Paramounts now, we designed it specifically to shoot loose Blackhorn 209, which is the most modern propellant on the market today. Um, Everybody's familiar with the Pyrodex and Hodgson's, um, or Pyrodex and Triple Seven. Um, the biggest problem with those two powders is they're very hydroscopic. Uh, obviously, you can tell by the slang in my voice. I am from the South and we have a lot of humidity down here. Uh, the loose powder, whether it's the Pyrodex or Triple Seven, will absorb humidity out of the air and a, a big problem for muzzleloader hunters during, especially in you guys' country, you're going to have more inclement weather. Then we're going to have. We're going to have more rain, more snow up there in the wintertime, which is a problem for other powders. The, another great thing about Blackhorn is it is not hydroscopic. So moisture in the air, snow or rain will not jeopardize the load. So number one, it's more consistent. It's not corrosive because it doesn't have sulfur in it like the other powders do. And it's not, um, it's not hydroscopic. So it does not uh, absorb moisture. So there's a lot of benefits to shoot Blackhorn 209. And we designed these paramount guns to specifically shoot the Blackhorn 209 for all those reasons.
1: So so quick question, not to take away from the guns that you're going over, but when it when it comes, everybody knows that it's hard to find the ammo, right? It's yep. right right now, it's almost near impossible. Is it is it easier to find muzzle loader supplies?
3: <sighs> Man, okay, so it's a trickle-down effect. So uh, last year, not so much. This year, it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, and the biggest problem is, um, is the primers. Uh, the yeah, two okay. shotgun primers, these pair mounts, we designed them to actually shoot a large rifle primer. Um, and of course, in the centerfire world, everybody in the world that reloads have bought every large rifle primer that they can find, yeah. uh, which left us at a bit of a disadvantage because this gun works solely off the ignition of a large rifle primer. Um, so to answer your question, it has become a bit more of a problem. Uh, and one thing, too, that um, a, a bit of in, inside uh, trading information here from the hunting industry, uh, Blackhorn has been around since 2010. Um, Blackhorn did not gain popularity till about four years ago. Still today, I educate people on Blackhorn 209 that has never heard of it. Uh, which is so strange to me because I've been shooting it for 10 years. But nonetheless, um, one thing that has happened is is uh, Blackhorn 209 this year, uh, well, up until this year, has always been made by a company called Western Powders. This year, just a couple months ago, Hodgden bought Western Powders. And any time a company buys another company, there's always going to be a transition. Sure. And There's always going to be bumps in the road in that transition. In the worst year ever to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I get daily, not, let me back that up. I get bi-hourly emails <laughs> and phone calls from dudes across the country going, please, God, tell me you know where Blackhorn is at. Um, so it's been tough to find, number one, due to the demand uh, of the trickle-down effect um, and then people hoarding it and then also the changeover between Western Powders and Hodgson here, Uh, in 2021 so it's been a little bit tougher uh but things are getting a little better um like most of the walmarts across the country are receiving allotments of the blackhorn 209 i'm getting daily phone calls of guys walking to gun counters to gun stores across the country finding large rifle primers again um so it seems like uh now that we're getting close to hunting season people are feeling a bit of relief and not so worried about that Good, um,
1: awesome, man. Thanks. I I didn't want to distract from the conversation, but oh, man. that just popped into my mind as uh you know kind of a off topic, if you will. So you, what bet, what you got what else you
3: got for us? Oh my gosh, bro. Um. So um. So <laughs> one thing to to I guess to to make sure that, that people are aware of why this Paramount is so amazing. Um. So there are other bolt action musketers, long range musketers on the market out there right now today. Um. Unfortunately, all of those except for the Paramount have to go through a 4473 transfer, or meaning it has to go to a gun dealer. So it's considered a center fire rifle. Um, one thing uh, that slowed us down in our main objective, other than being obviously accurate, uh, was to make sure when we were designing this gun. So, this, this action is a CD action, it's a bolt action but it's built off a Remington 700 footprint. So Remington trigger assemblies will fit this, aka trigger techs or Timneys or jewels or anything like that. But also the rings and bases uh, that will fit a Remington will fit the top side of this action as well. So it's it's 100% Remington footprint. So when, when we deal with the feds, one thing they look at is, hey, when this bolt action Remington footprint muzzleloader leaves the uh, factory, can you, in fact, spin this barrel off and put a 300 wind mag barrel on it? Can it be manipulated? So the the, the biggest hang up is, is if it can be, then you um, kind of delay the ability for the consumer to get their hands on it because it's got to go through a gun dealer and do a transfer and all that kind of stuff. Got so it. it took us three years with some of the best engineers in the country that happened to work for us. Uh, it took us three years to be able to build this Remington CVA Paramount um, action or this Remington footprint to where it could not be manipulated. So, when this, you can actually order this 800 yard muzzleloader off CVA.com and it ships to your door and lays on the front porch like a pair of socks does at Amazon. Uh, so that it really took out a, a big hurdle for, for the end consumer not to have to go through the, the gun transfer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's stuff. a huge
1: benefit um, for sure. Another Absolutely really
3: cool huge. feature is, is sorry, there's, a, there's another cool feature is, is uh, at the end of the day, we're all blue-collar Americans. we got to worry about every dollar that we make and worry about every dollar that we spend. Uh, when we're talking about an 800-yard muzzleloader, you typically think, man, that's going to be pretty nasty on the hip pocket. Um there's a company out there out of Wyoming that builds a long range muzzle loader, a uh, very well-known company. Uh, their muzzle is designed to shoot our 45 caliber Paramount bullet. When you buy this $8,000 long range muzzle loader, it comes with oh my gosh. CVA bullets. Okay. It comes with CVA bullets. This Paramount right here, the HTR retails suggested retail for 1100. That's the greatest feature of everything in it. Cause I like to keep my dollars and uh, yeah, no I, doubt. I, I like to have the best equipment I can afford and I can buy an $8,000 muzzle loader or I can buy a CVA paramount for 1100 and still have an 800 yard muzzle loader. Well, that's what, that's what
1: CVA is known for too, right? It's the affordability and the quality that you put out for that affordability, which is, you know, in my opinion, I, I own a, a CVA, I think was the, the first gun that I bought for hunting actually. I mean, that's why I went with it. You know, I did a lot of research on it. And the price point for what you get just makes
3: sense. You bet it does. And, and you know, I know, of course, I'm a muscle loader geek, if you will. I probably have the largest collection of muscle loaders in the country, I would say, um, just because that's the industry I've worked in since 1993. Um, I consider muscle loaders an heirloom gun. A lot of folks back in the day did not. They would consider them a gun. They'd shoot them for three years, and once they corroded up to the piece, they'd throw them away and get another one. Um, today's muzzleloaders uh, that we build here in the CVA line, absolutely, without question, is an heirloom gun that you can pass down to your kids and their kids. Which, As I long really as you don't leave it loaded uh, all year round, yeah. right? Well, <laughs> so there is that. It's not safe, but because of the nitride process, they will not corrode anymore.
2: Yeah, I do have my great-grandfather's loader. I couldn't tell you what model it is. is it's at the back of my closet, just left alone. We're not going to shoot that thing, but <laughs> pretty cool.
1: That
3: is cool. So outside of that, um, we obviously spent a lot of time talking about loaders, and that's one of my near and dear passions, and that's what we built our premise on is black powder rifles. But today, again, technology has jumped into play, uh, and we have – This GM right here, yes, it's bolt action. The barrel's a whole lot skinnier than the one I just showed you. This here is a CVA Cascade. This is a 6.5 Creedmoor. A couple years ago, we were doing some market research, and the number one selling centerfire on the market at that time was a Ruger American. Um, And not beating on the Ruger American whatsoever because it is a very great gun. But it was the only one out there that was priced in that four to $500 range, and there was nothing else touching it, so they had no competition. With the horsepower that we have, the manufacturing capabilities that we have, we decided they maybe would they may need a little competition. So we built the CVA Cascade. Uh, this Cascade right here is Gen 3, so this is its third year of production uh still a lot of education out there to be had because there's a lot of folks still don't know that we make some really amazing bolt action rifles Uh, and because we've been in um, manufacturing or farms for a long time when we come out with this cascade here uh we wanted to make sure that it had every bell and whistle we could throw at it again that fit the pocketbook of most blue collar americans across the country um so we sat down with our engineering crew and said well if we were going to throw everything at it, what would it be? Uh, The first thing we thought of is we talked about heirloom. Uh, I'm a six foot tall guy. uh, We six foot two. uh, I had young boys at one time. Their length of pull was different than my length of pull. So the first thing we wanted to make sure is this, if I got done with this gun, I could pass it down to my kids and their kids and so on and so forth. And it could be adjustable between different body sizes and different age structures. So our first thing is, it's hard to see here with this real tree escape camo pattern on the back, but there's a line about, that's there, it's the butt pad. So the line yep. is right here. So basically, you pull the two screws out of the butt pad, pull the butt pad off, you pull a one inch spacer off, put the butt pad back on. So uh, within a matter of, that depends on how fast your screwdriver is, so a matter of 60 seconds, you actually can change the length of pull uh, from 14 to 13. So that was our first piece. Going to make it, adjustable for all body types. Uh, second of all, uh, I think um, one of my favorite pieces is a drop mag. Uh, there's a lot of guns out there that have hinged floor plates, which is cool, but it's so much easier to drop a mag out when yeah. you get back to the truck knowing it's unloaded. You don't have to worry about the bullets falling out and bouncing on the ground and getting your headlight out and trying to figure out where they fell and yeah. so on and so forth. So uh, adjustable length of pull, uh, drop magazine, uh, we also wanted to make it to where it had an adjustable trigger assembly. Uh, this trigger assembly we build in-house. Um, so you have to pull the barrel to action out. You can adjust the trigger assembly uh, once you uh, pull the barrel to action out. And it's adjustable uh, from two and a half to three and a half. So I'm kind of a trigger snob. So I like mine down on the two and a half side. A lot of guys like for safety purposes, they want theirs around three for a hunting situation. Um, a really cool feature is, other than being a bolt action, CBA Cascade itself is most Remington footprint actions on the market today have a 90-degree bolt throw. Uh and bolt throw by that I mean, let's see if I can get that where you can see it. So bolt throw is from where it's in lock to where it goes up to unbolt and slide back. So this action here is called a bolt throw. Okay. Um and the longer the bolt throw, the closer it gets to your scope, which yeah. if you have gloves on, which in you Hard, got it Your gloves gets in the way, your thumb gets mashed between the objective piece back here of the scope becomes a problem. So again, another feature we wanted to come up with when we built our first bolt action gun was to have a 70 degree bolt throw. So it's a quicker bolt throw than any other bolt gun on the market today. Um, Work our way forward. A couple options that a lot of guys run, especially if you're a Predator guy, uh, you run a sling and a bipod at the same time. So we put dual sling swivel studs on it. One for your body pod, one for your sling. Uh, And then lastly, uh, the biggest piece of technology that everybody's getting into, unfortunately, it's kind of slow for them to get into it now, but everybody runs a suppressor or a can, if you will. Um, So years ago, if you wanted to do that, you had to get your gun from the factory, and then you had to take it to a gunsmith, had the barrel threaded. Um, So what we did is from the factory to just eliminate some problems, uh, we built it to where it was threaded from the muzzle. So basically, you have adjustable length of pull, adjustable trigger assembly, short bolt throw, drop mag, dual sling swivel studs, uh, a threaded barrel, camouflage stock, and sera barreled action uh, all for around six hundred dollars today.
2: I
1: I that's, can't believe the price with all that. You know, I I I've been looking at because that's a three fifty, right? That's uh, a six is, five. This is six. That, oh, that's the six. you have it in but the three fifty. Looks the same. You yeah, had it in the 350 as same. well. Yep. Yeah. So, I uh, looking at the 350 a while back, and there was nothing other than the cba that I saw with that much into it for that kind of price.
3: There is right. nothing like that. I mean, and you should you
2: should have seen it. Yeah, oh, go ahead.
3: It, No, I was going to say that's that's just kind of what we're known for is putting as much stuff as you can into it, but still keep it affordable. Yeah,
2: yeah you should have seen the the craze here because in we're in the side of Michigan that's shotgun zone, so when they when they changed and let us shoot those straight wall cartridges, oh, man. it went insane. And the, the shop that kind of invented it is up the street from us. Randy's kind of came up with the idea and, and Ruger ran with it. And I mean, I'm telling, I go back to the store. back home probably enough, made billions When that Ruger American came out, everybody I knew bought it. Every yep, single person. Was find it. it was insane.
4: You still can't <laughs> get those guns. The 450-350 in Michigan are, are a hot. Commodity. So,
2: I mean, people are looking for another option.
4: Yeah, you know, once so, you guys I mean, stock these stores, I'm telling you, they'll yeah. be gone in a heartbeat. One of the concerns, too, I think,
3: um, which I, I guess you know, coming from the gun industry, seeing guys building custom long range rifles that were, you know, back in the day, five, six thousand bucks, you know, so they yeah. could shoot half MOA or half inch groups at 100 yards. When you're getting down into a five and six hundred dollar bolt gun you got to wonder if there's compromise uh, yeah, with accuracy yeah. there for all those features. So uh, this here, this gun here that I just showed you, I just had as a sample, uh, is actually a 6.5 Creedmoor. But one of the most popular rounds out there today, hardest ammunition to find, mind you, but most popular round is the 6.5 PRC. Same projectile or 300 to 350 feet. Um, everybody knows the Creedmoor is, is being that sucker shoot almost anything. And the PRC is the same way, it just shoots it faster. Uh, so I was out doing some testing uh, with a Cascade last week uh, in 6.5 PRC. I uh, had a gentleman uh, that owns a custom ammo company, uh, Pendleton Ammunition, uh, out of La Grande, Oregon. And I was, this here's a target that I was running. If You guys can see that target there. The last group I shot was with a Barnes 127 grain bullet. That's a quarter inch group, three shots at a hundred yards. So even though it's still a sub $600 gun in most cases, it's still a shooting machine. Uh, Cause I am not the world's best shot, but I'm shooting quarter inch group out of it at a hundred.
1: Yep. my my goal is to put it down with one but that rarely happens <laughs>
2: <laughs> my kid can do it but yeah,
1: yeah yeah he did it this year didn't he
2: uh-huh <laughs> with the 450 got a sack of
4: potatoes
1: <laughs> love it
4: yeah, yeah I, I found I found it man. here I found it oh. I'll share my screen I found it
1: oh you did this
4: there's is the thing. one there you go. I just got to click this button now since they don't have it, obviously, but this is <laughs> it. So, yeah, it looks the same, Tim. That was the point. And it's still got yeah. the muzzle muzzle brake uh, or thread to do the muzzle brake if you wanted it. I love said the ammo, too. This one, yeah, it looks sweet and, and the way it looks right here. But they also got it looks like the 350 as well. But, again, the gun looks the same, you know. Same aspects and everything, just the different uh, same price and everything. So it's really so it 22
1: matter. inch barrel. Is that pretty standard for those? Or do you, do you? I mean, obviously it has to be because CBA is making it, but are, do you guys have different barrel lengths for that or is it just the 22 inch?
3: You know, it, it totally depends on the caliber, like my six five PRC that I was just talking about uh, because it is a rocket ship. Uh, it actually is a 24 inch barrel. Got
2: it. Yeah. There's one right there.
3: Yeah, the 300 wind mags are the same, um, but then the Creed's and the Bushmasters and things like that are... A little bit shorter.
4: Yeah. yep. But you there, want yeah. them shorter anyway. You want a small gun for what we're doing. And that Yeah, you know, the 6.5 PRC,
3: there. when you put a suppressor on the end of it, uh, I, I actually, I just got in from Wyoming here a couple of days ago, been out there for 10 days hunting mule deer with the 6.5 PRC Cascade, um, and with the suppressor on the end of it, it's... a it's darn near as tall as I am. Yeah. Wow.
1: I can imagine.
3: You know, and so this year also, too, we we come out with, because of this suppressor craze, we come out uh, with a gun we call the Cascade SB or the Cascade Short Barrel. Uh, we have it in three different calibers, 300 Blackout, 308, uh, and 65 Creedmoor, and they have 18-inch barrels, and they're designed specifically for uh, running with a suppressor uh, especially in a tight location Whoa. aka tree stand shooting shooting house or redneck Whoa. line or whatever you know um, and, and a lot of folks think that you know when you go from a 24 or 22 inch barrel and you cut it down to an 18 inch barrel that there's accuracy loss um, I've shot the Cascade 6.5 Creedmoor short barrel out to a thousand yards uh, wow. multiple times uh just like i'm running a 22 or 24 inch barrel out to a thousand yards uh the only thing that i I see that i lose out of that is a bit of of muzzle velocity just because it's got less barrel length to burn powder um but really at the end of the day it doesn't matter because we're all running really top-end glass now with adjustable turrets up top so we give it another click or two at a thousand but at the end of the day it's a whole lot shorter and still extremely accurate
4: that awesome. so that's I don't probably know the most shots in wind Michigan wind when we're hunting have.
1: where we'd be uh, reaching out more than probably 300 yards. So
4: <laughs> <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're
3: good. And, and, and these guns are so accurate. This day and time, I can probably throw one pretty good at 300 yards. <laughs> there
1: you go. There you go. I love it, man. I love it. Well, I've always been a big, big fan of CVA. Like I said, I mean, the the quality versus the price for what you're getting has always been impressive to me from CVA. So it's great to take a look at what you guys have going on this year. Awesome to have you on to to give us a little bit tour of what's going on. Um, Any sort of hints? And I I know a lot of people can't say a lot about what's going on, but any sort of hints about what might be coming out?
3: Um, So, Maybe a little. Uh, So with every industry, there's got to be advancements in technology every year. We always want to see the latest and greatest. Um, It's going to be extremely hard to expand uh, on our Paramounts uh, and our Cascades that we've built this year. Uh, But there will be some more adjustable features uh, and maybe some more longer range designed Cascades in the future. Awesome. Uh, These things here are are wicked amazing and basically set up today for the hunter in mind. Um, But there's also a whole lot of shooters that probably the fastest growing um, competition sport in the world today is the PRS matches, the long range shooting matches. Uh, And there's a lot of guys that want to get into that at affordable cost. Uh, So we may be building some cascades that's maybe designed for shooters, not just hunters.
1: Awesome. Can't wait to see what you guys have put out there, man. We really appreciate you joining us today. It's been a, been a great pleasure and uh, I'm going to come over and uh, you can put a cot in that room that you have behind me. I'll just say, we uh, got to show the the
4: audience this. We got to see this. The audience has to see this. Yeah. You got to lean to your
1: right just a little No, You got to walk in there. I want to show (laughs) them the the on. (laughs) You got to disappear for a minute.
4: This is a gun safe.
1: That is crazy. It's like an armory. <laughs> you look so tiny. You just
2: made you every so single tiny. person on that's you gonna watch this absolutely jealous. I do
3: love I,
1: I feel so inadequate right now, and I'm gonna have go have a tough women. conversation with my wife, and I'll probably uh I'll probably have to move in with you because I'm probably gonna get kicked out of my house here
3: once I give her my <laughs> hey, you're hey, you're welcome anytime. Just bring in
4: both. <laughs> oh, bring him yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well that that's a pretty penny right there that's for sure <laughs>
3: <laughs> can't
4: use that oh, gold
1: that's, that's a way to man's
3: hard right now <laughs> that is. is a way to a man's hard right now man <laughs>
1: that is man forget the food give me ammo <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yep.
1: i love it well thank you so much tony we appreciate Thanks, you joining tony, man. You, man. this has been a presentation of bowhunterplanet.com join the hunt